Thank you to Audible for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, I have a commitment issue with books. I buy them, I have great intentions of reading them, and yet all I have is a giant stack of unread books. But I found a solution that works really well for me. Audible. If I can't multitask it, I can't do it right now. So Audible allows me to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing another task. Cue laundry, making dinner, or working out. It doesn't stop there, though. They have a wide collection of podcasts, comedy, wellness programs, and more in their app. Discover thousands of titles and get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. Hi guys, welcome back to Rogan Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman, back after a week off of the podcast. I was cozying up in the woods and while I missed you, it was a very welcome change of pace. I streamed a couple of movies to the TV off my mobile hotspot and jumped on my computer for a few minutes here and there in the same manner. But other than that, I was unplugged from my everyday and it was awesome. Honestly, the world has become super annoying and overwhelming to me. I'm tired of hearing constant bitching and conflict on the media. I'm tired of every other news story or commercial being about COVID and vaccines. And basically every show we would typically watch has the same plot about pandemics and race issues. At some point, enough is enough. And the solution was, well, not being around people or hearing people talk. (laughs) It was fan-fucking-tastic, and I think I'll be doing that more often. But part of the reason I can do that more often, and moving into what I want to talk about with you today, is because five and a half years ago, I completely changed course. I went off what many people would feel is the rails. I left the safe zone. I quit my job and took on the big role of becoming an entrepreneur. And though it really hasn't been an easy ride or a straight line, I love it. Not only do I feel more fulfilled in my work, but I can go wherever I want or need to and still be able to do said work. My work isn't limited to client projects, podcasts, and social media, though. I'm also included in that work. I've had to do a lot of work on myself along the way. One of the areas I've really put in some time is with money. You truly have to have a relationship with your money. It's not simply earned, saved, and spent. There's more to it. And when it isn't owed to you like clockwork every other Friday via direct deposit, you begin to realize your part in earning it. Truth is, you're not limited to a certain amount of money. It doesn't have to be difficult to earn. It doesn't have to be a stressor in your life. It doesn't have to control everything that you do. A lot of us think of it that way, but not anymore. It's time to raise your financial frequency and claim what you are capable of. Now, if I were you, I'd be raising my eyebrow a little bit, especially because you're probably wondering how high my pedestal is right now. But you know what? It's pretty low. 
I'm pretty comfortable in life right now, and I am very grateful for that. But that is not without struggle, hard work, and loss along the way. I didn't grow up rich by any means. I was lucky to have what I truly needed, but I also went without at times. I had four jobs at once at times. I had $10 to my name at times. So don't for a second think I'm being all preachy about something I know nothing about. I have the experience. Up until more recently, I didn't have the best relationship with money. My parents worked hard, but they stressed over money a lot. From my memory, it was a constant topic of conversation and not a great conversation. This bill was overdue. We needed to get together a few bucks to head over to the laundromat. A low sigh would be let out when I brought up needing a check for a school field trip. But yet, I saw my parents, quote unquote, wasting money on their expensive cigarette habit without a blink of an eye. And then when my parents got divorced, the money topic became even worse. Money had to be split. One person didn't want to pay this to the other person, and I felt like I became a bit of a dollar sign when I overheard discussions about tuition payments and child support. I tried to claim control by getting a job the second I turned 16, but that just reinforced how hard it was to hold on to money. I worked as many hours as possible after school and on weekends to get some money together, but I still wasn't able to build strong savings for myself. I attended high school about 30 minutes away from where I lived, and if I wanted to avoid the PACE bus, which is the public transit system around the Chicagoland area, if you're not familiar, I had to pay for gas. I paid for my car insurance, which, remember, is pretty expensive when you're under 25. I also bought a lot of my own groceries, meals, and everyday products like razors, tampons, and hairspray. So at per hour, which was actually pretty decent at the time I was in high school, and 15 hours a week. I was lucky to be bringing in maybe $325 a month after taxes. So the few dollars I saved usually then got wiped out around Christmas when I bought some gifts for family members. My college and early career years weren't much better. I earned more, but I also racked up more bills and responsibilities. So there's that. But this isn't going to be a 20-minute dive into my money trends, but what I wanted you to get is that money seemed like a whole lot of stress and hardship. It was hard to get, hard to hold on to, and hard to hope for. But what if it didn't have to be like that? Actually, it doesn't. You can repair your relationship and mindset with money. You can prepare to become more financially stable and successful. You just have to raise your financial frequency first. Now, how is that done? Well, first, you have to identify your relationship with money. Look at your past, similarly to how I just described mine. What did money look like to you growing up? How would you describe the emotions you have surrounding it? Did you make inferences about money by watching other people, or do you have a lot of your own personal experiences with money? You have to be able to name it in order to fix it or better it. Otherwise, how will you know where to start or what exactly to correct? So if you're a game, tap pause on this podcast, grab a notebook, and take a minute to reflect. Or 
listen through and go back through these questions later. But I'd really like you to give it a go either way. Write out how you would describe your relationship with money just like you would describe your relationship with a significant other. Once you've done that, I want you to identify your expectations surrounding money. Is it solely to pay the bills you have right now and nothing else? Do you expect it to be hard to get? Do you view it as limited or bountiful? Do you feel guilty for having too much of it? You may laugh, but it's a thing. There are a lot of people out there that get some extra money in hand only to spend it right away, not because they are shopaholics, but because deep down, it feels weird to have more than they originally needed or planned for. Our emotions control a lot in our lives more than we truly acknowledge. Your expectations of money, just as with people, can lead you to a lot of disappointment if you don't keep them in check. The more disappointment you create for yourself, the harder it is to see the light. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Verb Energy. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up? Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like maple blueberry, coconut chai, salted peanut butter, and vanilla latte. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2021. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. So even if you're stopping to name your relationship with and expectations of money along the way with me today, that's not all it's going to take. This is something you'll want to revisit, really put thought into, and dig deeper in. But since this isn't a giant group therapy session, I'm going to move it along a little bit here and move on to the next step. So once you do feel like you've named these, you can start to work on how you are going to now choose to view and have a relationship with money. That might not immediately change the fact that you have low savings, bad credit, or other personal struggles, but it puts you on the path to change those things. So stick with this. Listen, to go any further, you have to be purposeful with your mindset, attitude, reactions, and habits surrounding money. Sure, there are some lucky fucks that were born with millions, but there are plenty of other people that are doing well for themselves because they've done the work. So if they have to do it and they were able to do it, so can you. You have to become an energetic match for what you want. Start opening up your mind to money. Spending isn't always bad. Saving isn't always good. Money should flow. There's a time for it to be saved and a time for it to be spent. Both should be done with purpose and intention, not at random. Money isn't something to feel guilty about. Money is a tool that helps us move through life, hopefully more comfortably and happily. And it also helps us help others. It's okay to have more than you thought was originally available to you. Paying a big bill doesn't have to be panic-inducing. Charging higher rates in your business isn't ridiculous. These are all things that we have choice over. It doesn't have to control us. 
We control it. The root of our money issues is within us, our mindset, attitude, reactions, and habits. What else do you hold to the same rigid standards that you have with money? Do you treat your relationships and love life the same way? Do you approach workouts or running errands the same way? Look at your notes about your relationship with money and your list of expectations surrounding it. Are you ridiculously applying all of these tough rules and regulations to money, but holding nothing else on the same level? Why not? Or are you overdoing it in all areas of your life? And this is more of a global issue. We are all going to have a different response to these questions. And if you have an oh shit, what the fuck is wrong with me moment, let it go. Just change it moving forward. You also have to let go of the rules of money and how it must be earned. And at what pace and at what location. This was hard for me as I started my business. Unless you grow up with some entrepreneurial influences in your life, earning money looks like working for someone else and having them cut you a consistent paycheck in exchange. You go to the same or similar type of place every day to do said work, and there's consistency. Entrepreneurship doesn't always offer a lot of consistency, and the whole point of owning a business is doing it your own way. This might mean you have killer months while other months bring in less. It might mean you never go to an office and get to work from a beach. It might mean that you work 10 hours instead of 40. If you're focusing solely on a five-day, 40-hour work week in an office somewhere, you've already limited yourself. Money doesn't have to be earned, what some might call traditionally. What the fuck is traditional anyways? I'm telling you, it is possible to earn more by working less. You can work wherever you want instead of where someone tells you to be. The how? Well, that is still up to you, but it is 100% possible and I've proven it to myself. Again, not without sweat and screw-ups here and there, But even though I am speaking of entrepreneurship, this can still apply to your more traditional-looking job. There may actually be room to work less and retain your salary if you ask for it. There may be room to work from home three days a week instead of heading into the office for five. You can get that raise you're likely owed as it is. But if there's only one route in your mind, that's the only one that you're going to be able to take. If you have good intentions for money, there doesn't have to be a limit. But guess what? If you want to make enough for just rent, that's the exact amount you will make. You're going to get back from the universe what you put into it. So if you want to have a better relationship with your cash and earn more of it, you have to set that in motion from the start by doing the work to become an energetic match. Give good vibes, get good vibes. If you walk into a room and just start motherfucking everyone, the next hour isn't going to be all that pleasant for you in that room. If you approach money with the same shit attitude, you're going to create a shit experience too. For me, I had to realize that my panic hold on money was choking it. I had to learn to balance the baller months with quieter ones. I had to gain confidence in raising my prices because that is what I was truly owed for my time. I had to stop showing up for a nine to five schedule when I worked better from seven to three. I was able to be more productive by working a little less at times because it allowed me 
room for more mental sanity. Overwhelming myself with doing just because owning your own business was supposed to be super hard work wasn't actually doing anything for me. Just making me more exhausted and less focused. And I'm continuing to work on my relationship with money. I'm continuing to raise my financial frequency. Even if you feel financially secure, you can still do this work because there, again, is a limit. Life and money are fluid and can change at any time. You're comfortable now, but if something were to change, do you have the right mental tools, attitudes, and approach to offset the wind in the road and still be okay? So what I want you to take away from today is that money is not bad. Money is good. Money doesn't have to be something that is a thorn. It can be a rose. It might not have been bountiful in your life thus far, but it can be moving forward. It is work, it is strategy, and it isn't owed to you just because. But the dynamic of money and your financial frequency all starts with you. You can raise your frequency and attract bigger, better things by putting the work into your mindset, attitude, reactions, and habits. It is within reach for you. And I will be applauding you all the way to the damn bank as you go. Let's all work hard, do good for ourselves and others, and start turning that dial up. If you choose to do this work, I know you're going to kill it moving ahead. And be sure to let me know when you do. I will absolutely be celebrating with you. Now, even if you've got next Monday off in honor of Memorial Day, be sure to tune in because I will still be back in your app with a brand new episode of Rogan Reasoned. So have a great, safe weekend, and I will chat with you then. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.